ho, 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 you bunch of dirty hoes. <laughs> Welcome to Gem Girls, the 80s cartoon hate watch podcast, where we dive far too deep, right up in the guts of your least favorite shows <laughs> that no one really remembers. My name is Orifus Jones. And I'm Hakuna Matitis. And now, while we usually have a special focus on the best worst cartoon birthed out of the 80s, Gem and the Holograms, of course. Of course. But since it's the season for shitty holiday specials, we're going to cover one outside of the Gemisphere, the iconic Christmas classic embedded into the very fabric of our holiday-centric society, Christmas Comes to Packland. Actually, just kidding. Neither of us knew what the fuck this show was until we Googled worst Christmas special and this bad boy was on more than a few yeah, yeah, I had never, I had never heard about this until then. Uh, thank God for you, Joel. Um, and <laughs> bad it truly is. But before we analyze the oddly present themes of cannibalism and substance abuse in this show. Yeah, which we must we discuss. Must. It's there and like it has to be excavated. <laughs> so that's a preview. Um, but a little bit of context on this animated holiday special. Uh, Christmas Comes to Pac-Land is the holiday special of the Pac-Man cartoon show. And as you could guess, the show is based on the super popular arcade game, where a two-dimensional yellow dot with a mouth eats pellets and <laughs> consumes or is consumed by otherworldly specters, a.k.a. ghosts with eyeballs. Uh, and yep. somehow <laughs> the folks at Hanna-Barbera that did, you know, a plethora of cartoons through the days, they thought that that was, like, enough to base a show off of. Uh, I don't know if it necessarily worked, judging by this episode, uh, but the Pac-Man show aired for two seasons from 1982 to 83. Yeah, and so this holiday special aired on December 16th, 1982 on ABC on primetime. Somehow, yeah, this mess, somehow this hot mess of Christmas garbage came onto television screens at the height of viewership. Don't know who made that call. Um, and I don't know, frankly, who watched that yeah. shit. Um, anyway, um, fortunately, the regular TV show only aired on Saturday mornings, safe from the eyes of discerning adults. Some dude named Jeffrey Scott, another double first Jay name, Scott. Jay Scott, is the brain behind the holiday tale, for better or for worse, who's done a lot of children-focused animated shows like Muppet Babies, Dragon Tales, and seems to be obsessed with the Three Stooges. Um, Muppet Babies sounds really Dude, Muppet Babies really is actually, creepy. I actually kind of love Muppet Babies, but that's a topic for another day. <laughs> that's so creepy, Michael. <laughs> it's a good show! It's the Muppets, but they're babies! All right. Um, well, anyway, back to Jeffrey Scott, J. Scott. Um, he wrote the screenplay for the Three Stooges, The Next Generation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Three Stooges, TNG. Like, oh, Okay. What does that even mean? Um, and why does it exist? Um, and it was even, he even produced, wrote, and starred in a live Vegas Three Stooges stage show, um, which is actually a bit of a family affair since Jay Scott is actually the grandson of Moe Howard, the Moe of Larry, Curly, and Moe, a.k.a. the Three Stooges. Right, so like his, okay. his, his stooge obsession is warranted. It's like, you know, it's a blood thing for him. Yeah, he has to carry it along. Like, he has to continue the line. Exactly, the stooge torch was passed to him and will be passed to another. <laughs> 
Hence the TNG. Three Stooges TNG. Yeah, we're going to have like Stooge, um, what should we call it? Stooge sequels for the rest of time. Yeah, uh, three, the Three Stooges part three, you know, <laughs> the uh, the uh, the holy trinity. Stooge. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know I, I tried there for a second. I can't even do it. Yeah, I don't know. The holy trinity is actually not Yeah, bad. yeah, it's, I guess. But like the whole, it would have to be like the uh, the Stoogey trinity or something or... Um, or third time yeah. stooge. That could be it. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually way better. Three times a stooge. Yeah, definitely. Um, love a good stooge. Love a good stooge. The more we say it, the more disgusting it I know, sounds. I know, it sounds I like know. your butthole is barfing or like. Yeah, your I, just let, I let out such a good dick stooge. Hole is Ooh, I was stooging so hard. I'm sorry, I just couldn't stop stooging. <laughs> Yeah, and then like I, I it just touched him. Right yeah, then like me. I touched him. My stooge was all sticky. Ew! Oh my it god! It sounds like yeah, it could be a verb or it a It sounds noun. like spooge, so that's probably why we're going there. Wait, is spooge a word or is it splooge? Oh, it's toad splooge. You're right. <laughs> splooge is kind of a funny. Such word a funny too. word. Are you fucking kidding me? Splashing around the splooge <laughs> zone. Where is the splooge zone? Yeah, in my crotch. Nice. <laughs> I dare you, like, next time you hook up with someone, say, want to get it into my splooge zone. Yeah, honestly, it's a good dare uh, if I don't want to get laid. <laughs> You're about to enter the splooge zone, and then they'd promptly just turn around and leave. Well, I mean, like, some people you want to leave. That is true. That being said, if a really hot surfer dude said that to me, I'd be like, sign me up, motherfucker. Like, I am ready for that splooge zone. <laughs> Get into the splooge zone. It's like, zone. yeah, dude, I live in the splooge zone. Thank you very much. <laughs> you don't have to get splooged if you stay splooged. Exactly. Like, I'm always in the zone. So really, <laughs> everything else is the non-splooge zone. Ew, the non-splooge zone is even, like, more confusing to me than the splooge zone, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, the non-splooge zone is just, it's an area without splooge. And, like, do you really want to live in that reality? <laughs> it's also just there's so much more mystery to it like there's no splooge like what is there? yeah like, like why isn't there any splooge why isn't splooge covering <laughs> every surface of the non-splooge zone what happened there yeah exactly it, it leaves one confused and mystified truly truly yeah the great mystery of the non-splooge zone um <laughs> it's not that it's for greater like, minds but... i think to unravel that title, The Mystery of the Greater Splooge Zone, should be like the Three Stooges 36. Yeah, the three, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Three <laughs> Stooges 36 onto Greater Splooges. <laughs> and then uh, Three Stooges 37, Stooge and, Plo- Stooge and Splooge Forever. <laughs> and then the next one will just change their name from the Three Stooges to the Three, to three Splooges, Splooges. Of course. He got thick, he got thin. The Nation. <laughs> Did you just say through thick and Well, thin? no, you'll have Splooge 1 will be thick, Splooge 2 will be thin, and Splooge 3 will be, um, uh, I want to say webby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Webby. <laughs> like, it has, like, a lot of, like, like pullback to it, you know? <laughs> I mean, we could also do in terms of viscosity, like not viscosity, um, like 
is it um clear oh true is true, it true. cloudy right right is it kind of off color yellow brown or do we want to go with taste oh so like like sweet metallic and <laughs> spermy <Salty>. spermy <laughs> Perfect. perfect, perfect. Well, we've landed the three Splooges franchise pretty well. <laughs> Jeffrey Scott. Um, I just want to say, I just want to say, I have one more thing to say. Of course, about I have many things to say, but go on. <laughs> I just don't want you to go into the show of yet. Course, of okay. Course, of course. Um, so I like the idea of thick and thin. I think that should be a title. Um, so the three Splooges through thick and thin, and then. Yeah, we call the three splooges by like how they taste or their coloration or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I do. I like salty. I like sweet. And I, I just <laughs> like Webby. I just think Webby's funny. Webby. <laughs> He's like that wild card splooge of like, oh, I don't know. It's Webby. I don't know what the fuck I ate. I've never encountered that. Like, I don't think I've thought enough about splooge to be like. Oh, this is a little webby this time. Well, as someone who um, splooges on a daily basis and often, you know, <laughs> pokes around at it, see what the that viscosity is like, uh, sometimes it's a little webby. Sometimes it comes out in like, like <laughs> even, you know, like itemized sections where I'm like, oh, that's one piece of splooge. There's another piece of splooge. That's um that uh-huh. that's more in the thick territory though. Yeah, I, that splooge like when it's a dribble. It's not even quite a um, dribble. Like it comes out in a decent force, but when it like kind of pools in your <laughs> hand, it segments into different splooges. Mm-hmm. You got the greater splooge, you got the minor splooge, waxing splooge, waning splooge. Stop, Michael. <laughs> it's almost as if you've talked about this before. Almost as if. <laughs> And, like, are you supposed to poke around at splooge? I mean, like, we've all done it. Yeah, we've all but... done it. I mean, like, it's it's one of those, when it is of a thicker variety and it kind of holds its form, it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just was under the Im- impression that you one was meant to jack off into a sock and then promptly throw the sock into a corner. Well, I mean, that's what your, uh, you know, your Christian parents want you to do. Uh, but, you know... <laughs> A boy discovers himself through his splooge. The splooge is merely the lens into the self, Jocelyn. Whoa. It's, can you see your reflection? Um, if it's particularly webby. You can even, like, do, like, you know how, like, you know, uh, like, bread dough? You kind of, like, pull at it and it becomes very, very thin. Uh, it's like that with mm-hmm. webby splooge, and you can kind of see your reflection. <laughs> and you see your true self. And, you know, your feelings about that. Might be a little complicated. Yeah, it might be very, it's like a very intense introspective <laughs> exercise, only for the most, you know, s- trained as splooge benders. I don't recommend it to everybody. Um, that's beautiful. Yeah, uh, welcome to my TED Talk. All right, thank you for coming to my TED Talk um, on splooge. But... <laughs> but now we must continue on to... Yeah. Pac-Man. Yeah, let's go from Splooges to Pac-Man, which is a pretty... I mean, one might think it's a pretty hard turn, but I think there's some correlations there. No, there definitely is. Those little ghosts look like... Gyms. Oh, yeah, they're spermy-ass ghosts for show. Uh, so, um, okay, so Christmas comes to Pac-Land. <laughs> to actually talk about it 20 minutes into this fucking episode. Um, <laughs> it opens with Santa cruising through the sky on his sleigh. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, Stan is talking to himself as he does because he literally has no friends. <laughs> uh, and yeah. he's basically like, yo, I got to do this, like the whole planet in a few hours. Also making sure to note, this is inconsequential to literally everything in the episode. <laughs> but he does thank God his Christmas gift list is computerized. Uh, right. I, I love that. I was like, oh, I guess this would be novel in the early 80s. The idea of a computerized list. Sure. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and I guess Pac-Man was a computer game, too, in addition to being an arcade game. I, I actually, I don't even know if it was, like, on computers at this point. I think it was main. I think it was still just an arcade game. I could okay, be wrong. Fair. I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, either way, Santa and his high-tech sleigh are flying through the sky, and we cut to something called the Pac-House, um, where Pac-Man and... Mrs. Pac-Man? Or what's her name in the so, show? So, okay, like- so it's Mrs. Pac-Man, but she calls herself Pepper, which I appreciate the differentiate, because this bitch ain't my Mrs. Pac-Man. Like, my Mrs. Pac-Man, <laughs> one, has a bow. Two, feminist icon. <laughs> like, that bitch will, like, you know, eat up whatever any other man can eat up, and, like, goes for ghosts like a cold-blooded killer. That's my Mrs. Pac-Man. Right. This is some, like, knockoff Pepper shit. Yeah, this is, like, a homemaker... You know, very motherly, maternal Pac-Man, Mrs. Pac-Man. Yeah, one might even say, like, an at-home Pac-Bitch, but, like, we won't. (laughs) We'll call her Pepper. All right, so Pepper and Pac-Man are with their Pac-Baby, and they're making snow monsters to practice chomping on. And this word chomp is one they say far too often. Yeah, we get a lot of chomps. And with far too much zeal. Yeah, exactly. like everybody wants to chomp and or be chomped. It seems like there's like a very <laughs> reciprocal chomp e chomp relationship. Regardless, yeah. in this scene, so like their, their baby is literally just called Pack Baby. Uh, so I appreciate that he's, he's nameless. He's also a monster. Uh, because Pac-Baby, like, I guess, becomes accumulated in a bunch of snow to turn into a giant Pac-Man that then tries to eat his parents, basically. Right. And also, they're building these snow sculptures so the kid, kid can practice, like, eating people? <laughs> I mean, you just got to do it. It's just how the world works in Pac-Land. Yeah, Pac-Land is literally a dog-eat-dog world. Uh, <laughs> and it's just not just for dogs. There is a dog in the mix, Chum-Chum, which is the grossest name in the world. Uh, but <laughs> I thought his name was Chomp-Chum. Oh, I thought it was Chum-Chum. Uh, it's one of the no, two. No, no, no. Oh, Either honestly, way. actually, it is definitely Chomp-Chum. I looked up all the characters' names, and it's uh, there's a cat named Sourpuss. I appreciate that. Uh, and then there's mm-hmm. the dog, Chomp-Chomp. There's right. also Officer Opac. I guess it's a comment on how so many Irish Americans are frequently police officers. Right, right, right. Definitely a comment on that. <laughs> uh, fine, yeah, whatever. Fine, sure, whatever. Splooge. Um, and we, <laughs> this pack baby comes through trying to like eat everybody, and it turns out like, oh no, he was just like amassed in snow on his tricycle. Um, Pac-Man making the comment, a real chomp off the old block. Ugh, I know. We get so many bad chomp puns yeah, yeah. that don't even make sense. Little sense. Like, you know I love a good pun. This one was just like, oh, I don't know. Your child almost ate you, so maybe not, maybe not the best time to be making light of things. Uh, 
And they take uh, Pac Baby for a toboggan ride. Right, right. Um, Not before, though, we get the first utterance of Pac Man's, I guess, nickname or the abbreviation they use throughout this episode, which is Packy. <laughs> like, dude, they say Packy without any self awareness. Or maybe even any idea of the fact that that technically is a derogatory term for Pakistani people. I know. I mean, I guess this was before, like, Pakistani people were even relevant to these writers at all. But, like, I don't know, dude, still. Like, Pakistan was still a country. There are definitely Pakistani people living in North America. I'm pretty sure they knew, or at least should have had some inkling, that Paki was, like, not a good word. And they say it so, so much. often. And everyone's super upbeat about like, hey, Packy, you're like, Packy, Every time I kind of cringe. Come on, Packy. Let's take Pack Baby for a toboggan ride. All aboard for the Pack Family Express. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically, they're on a sleigh ride. And the ghosts are floating through the sky talking about, of course, how they love to chomp on Pac Man. Every day, all day, or day. And I really like the fierce bitch with the eyelashes oh, dude, and Sue, the eyebrows. like the female ghost? That bitch is definitely the departed spirit of Dorothy from Golden Girls. Oh, totally. Like, she gave me mad B. Arthur energy. For sure. And, like, I get why she's such a bitch. Because, like, literally every other ghost is a moron. Yeah, Like, yeah. mentally challenged. Yeah, they're the ghosts of mentally challenged children who were never baptized. So, it was like, that was the vibe I got. <laughs> They can't really help that they've strayed so far. One, because their parents didn't baptize them. And two, because they literally do not understand what's happening. Exactly, exactly. So I put it on the parents. These are like some straight up like limbo ghosts with uh, some <laughs> cognition issues. Um, <laughs> and then they, so the, the ghosts are flying through the sky or some shit. And they see the Pack family out on their toboggan ride. And they, they refer to them as the Pack creeps and decide it's the perfect time yes. to chomp them. Uh, so it's a lot a lot of things are going on um and but also yeah but also nothing is happening uh (laughs) i was like oh okay like the ghosts see a family out on a toboggan ride that's the perfect time to chomp them that's pretty barbaric but what whatever uh but also when the ghosts appear the pack family referred to the ghosts as ghost monsters and i'm like all right isn't that like like a like i it's either contradictory or redundant because are they ghosts or are they monsters but on the other hand aren't goats just monsters as well yeah i mean i guess there are friendly ghosts and then there are ghost monsters who want to chomp you oh, okay 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 so unfriendly ghosts who want to chomp you are ghost monsters as opposed <laughs> yeah. to like a casper situation just a ghost just a ghost or a friendly ghost right friendly ghost He's, yeah, yeah 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 okay okay um so the ghosts the ghost monsters are chasing them and Pac-Man flies off a cliff, but of course they're totally fine. And they need something called power pellets to re-energize them. Um, which is the first instance of substance abuse we see in this show. Or substance use. They're putting a pretty positive spin on drugs in this show. True. Um, yeah, so basically they find a box, an emergency power pellet box, but it's empty. And then they have a snowball fight with the ghosts and 
a bunch of shit happens. Yeah, and Pac-Man basically, like, gets, like, the dumbass ghosts to throw pellets at them instead of snowballs. Because he starts throwing snowballs to, like, I don't know, I guess get them to do that. Um, and the pellets then allow the Pac family to fully become cannibals. Because not mm-hmm. only do they fucking munch on those pellets... Uh, <laughs> those pellets give them what's called pack power, which then, yeah, gives them the ability to fucking eat those ghosts. Um, and there's like, like, you know, and like yeah. the tables have turned. Pac-Man is like going after the ghost. There's like this weird scene where the ghost is like, oh no, check my warning label. And then Pac-Man's like, oh, check my warning label. It's on my tongue. And then fucking eats two of them. I actually was a little bit traumatized yeah. by that scene. I thought it was pretty intense. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely intense, definitely pretty fucked up, and also just how stupid are those ghosts? Right, right, right. Um, right. You can literally trick them into doing anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, like, these power pellets, obviously, if you're familiar with the Pac-Man video game, you know what those are. Yes. It, you know, like in the video game, it allows you to, you know, eat the ghosts, which seem to be a naturally recurring resource in Pac-Land. Um, and, uh, that bitch Pepper and Pac-Baby even get in the fucking mix, chomping on some fucking ghosts, and, um, the ghosts don't technically die, their eyeballs just float away, and their eyeballs go through the sky, which is, you know, we, it's, it is, uh, I'm not gonna say cute, but it's an eyeball moment. Um, yeah, cute eyeball moment, uh, they're ascending to their lord, the lord of eyeballs, right, right, um, right, right. but not before they crash into Santa Claus, and basically cause them to crash. Right, yeah, because, like, Santa is still flying through the air, and those eyeballs, you know, eyeballs <laughs> through the air. And you know reindeer hate eyeballs. Um, it's a That's a fact <laughs> of nature. So the, the reindeers freak out, or... I don't know how you crash in the sky, but he did it. Mm-hmm. He's basically catapulted through the sky because his reindeers are terrified of the eyeballs, which, honestly, like, let's be honest here. If you were flying around and saw a bunch of floating eyeballs... Right, right. ...disembodied, you'd probably be a little yeah, scared. Yeah, I'd be pretty fucked up about that, too. <laughs> uh, and Santa crashes, and the Pack family, as well as their neighbor and Officer O'Pack, sees everything. And I just want to say, like... Those reindeer get demolished like when they crash. Like, they're in the snow, and they're, you know, they don't look so good. Yeah, no, they probably, like, if this were IRL, they would have, you know, shattered their legs, you know, probably been decapitated. Yeah, yeah, like, those reindeer um, are definitely, dead. like, yeah, dead and or crippled <laughs> for life. <laughs> yeah, um, but they're fine enough to drive the story forward i guess <laughs> yeah yeah and um you know the like the uh, the pack community come across santa and they think he's like an alien or something uh because they've never seen like a human being or reindeer before and upon actually they have this line he's like he looks like a popping power pellets invader from mars or some shit like that i don't know yeah what on earth does that mean i have no idea uh Regardless, um, they think Santa is a alien. And then we get this really weird exchange because Santa kind of has... I'm, I'm not sure if this happens right here, but I just want to bring it up because at one point, if not here, Santa has to explain, one, who he is, and also the concept of Christmas to the mm-hmm. pack community. And Santa even says, like, oh, I've never been to Pac-Land before, and I've been around the world, like, a bajillion times. 
And I was like, okay, so Santa Claus breached some sort of dimensional barrier and <laughs> entered Packland or something? Because that is not explained at all. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. I mean, maybe because it was the 80s, his computer was a little bit off his GPS, so it took him into a different dimension. Yeah, maybe the computer fucked up. Like, a part of me was like, all right, I get it. Santa Claus, wizard of the highest order. He's dimensional hopping all the time. But I would have liked at least some form of explanation in the show to be like, yes, the idea of Christmas and Santa Claus is totally foreign to Packland, and this is how Santa got here for some reason. Mm-hmm. No, totally. And they had enough time to do that. I'm sure they could have, like, removed the filler of them chomping each other. Oh, yeah. To yeah. address Dude, that. Dude, most of this episode was fucking filler. They had a lot of, they had a lot of storytelling <laughs> opportunities. Yeah, and we really don't get much apart from... You know, Santa talking about the joys of Christmas and how it's a time for giving and receiving and bringing together all your family and having a great time and being nice and whatever. He also places a very, very special uh, emphasis on gifts. Gifts are a really big deal, which I kind of appreciated. (laughs) I was like, all right. (laughs) You know, if you're going to talk, if Santa Claus is going to talk about Christmas, I'm glad he's going full consumerism. Well... Yeah, I mean, I guess they have to sell some Pac-Man merchandise. Or the Pac-Merch. The Pac-Merch. Um, I also really... A Pac-Man backpack would be pretty a cool. A Pac-Man pack. Because you could call it a Pac-Back. Yay, oh, even better. <laughs> Pac-Back. Um, I also really loved, because the crash happens, Santa gets up, has this conversation with the Packers, uh, and... Oh God! Don't call them Is that. Call them Packers that sounds so racist. It does, but like, so which race? I don't know. Like cracker. Yeah, it sounds like, like a fusion of... of like fudge packer, <laughs> white cracker, and packy. It just sounds so offensive. It sounds super offensive. But anyways, but we can't call them. Okay, packy. all right. I'll stop. I'll stop. Despite the fact that I have a very strong urge. Um, so the pack community, after Santa's done talking with them, he tries to go back in his sleigh, and I kind of died, because again, the reindeer are, like, twitching in the snow, like, they are beyond broken, and Santa's basically like, oh, I guess it won't go up, and then he even says, like, oh, like, I really need, like, a, I don't know, a, a sky forklift or some shit, and he says, but all of my elves are off for the evening, and I was like, yo, fucking Santa Claus, this is literally your busiest night of the year. And you gave all of your elves the night off? That is poor scheduling on your part. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's absurd. And plus, like, you don't know how to fix your own sleigh. Yeah. Like, you've been flying this for, like, centuries and you don't know how to do it yourself. Uh, again, pack, I mean, Santa Claus, I should say, uh, much like Jerrica Benton, uh, subsists her ent- his enterprise off of the, um, one can assume free orphan, yeah, slave, orphan labor. slave labor elven orphan slave labor specifically <laughs> yeah I, definitely all elves are orphans and all elves are slaves right all elves and, are orphan children who have been given growth depressants then enslaved by yes 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 right. yes and they've been trained to do nothing but build toys so they don't know how to read oh, totally. or like yeah can't like 
consummate their relationships, don't ever have sex, you know, they're just uh, little sad people. Yeah, little sad elven people, but they look cute, so everyone assumes they're happy. Exactly. And they make toys for us, and I, I love yeah, toys I love and presents, toys. so I don't yeah, give a yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm not going to question shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically they invite Santa Claus in um, to have some power pellet hot cocoa um, and to soak his feet and get a massage, and the pepper is taking care of all of the reindeer um, while the cop... Um, Opac and that other guy. Who, what was his name? Dude, like the neighbor. I think his name was like Marv. I don't. I don't even fucking know. I might, might be making that up. <laughs> Marv. I'm probably making that up. Um, maybe it's Pack Trick. Oh, that'd be a good one. I think it's too clever for this show, though. I know. Um, but anyway, so they're helping Santa like get his sleigh back in order, and Pac-Man offers to look for the toys. Um, along with Chomp Chomp. Right. And basically they gallivant through the snow looking for the toys. And we cut to the ghosts who are all like super pissed off that um, Pac-Man has escaped them and like had eaten, had chomped them. Um, so now they're trying to figure out a way to get back at Pac-Man. Right. And like this, like, this conversation with the ghosts is after we see them, their eyeballs returning to their ghost headquarters which mm-hmm. was an odd setup because the establishing shot is of an ominous cave or cliff, but then it cuts to this small little shack at the base of this, like, cave cliff. And I was like, oh, okay, the bad guys don't live in the cool place, they live in this, like, ratty-ass shack. And then the ghosts <laughs> regenerate by going into their sock drawer and getting, like, a new, like, cloth and or skin. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, I, that was a whole thing. Um, I, again, a ghost suit. Yeah, ghost suit is what they call it. They're basically just wearing, I'm not going to say the skin of their enemies, but the skin of discarded socks, at least for a second. Skin of their enemies would be oh, way better. Way better. If they had like a, like, like a pack, like you could tell it was like the, the, like the, the form of a deceased pack person, that would be great. <laughs> a Pac-Man? A Pac-Man, but not necessarily a Pac-Man. Um, Right, exactly. Right. And as they're scheming, this is where we get Sue calling Pac-Man a Pac-Nerd, and I kind of love that. I'm getting sick and tired of that Pac-Nerd always getting the best of us. Yeah, what we need is to taste <laughs> the sweet... Yeah, Pac-Nerd was great. Um, then we, like, the scene develops in a really strange way because Sue, she's surrounded by morons, as we've established oh, right, already. Right. And one of them was like, you know, like, we could net him, and then, like puts a net around one of the ghosts and the other one's like yeah we'll dump chocolate sauce on him and then like squeezes chocolate sauce all over that same ghost and then they all they're like then we can jump on him and it's like whoa guys like what is happening this is really terrifying. yeah dude, it was a little fucked up like the net the chocolate sauce the gangbang <laughs> part it was a lot of things <laughs> i didn't know like i i was really torn of like Parts of this are, like, kind of hot. Parts of this are, like, very disturbing. Yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of, it was so much. And they basically, like, you know, pull off his ghost suit and it's all tattered and shit. And this ghost looks, like, really pissed off. Um, yeah, exactly. He, he just got fair. fucking, like, he got, I'm, I'm going to say it, the bitch got raped with chocolate <laughs> sauce. So, like, he's looking <laughs> like he's in tatters. 
Yeah, um, yeah, he looks uh, really demoralized, I suppose, and kind of scarred for life. Right. Um, and then we cut to Pac-Man on the hunt for that big old sack of toys. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's like, he's walking with his boy, his, his dog boy, uh, Chomp Chomp, not Chum Chum, as I have it written down here. Uh, and this is when the ghosts come through on their own sleigh, singing... Uh, you know, a variation on a Christmas carol, which I thought was peculiar because Christmas doesn't exist in Packland. So where do they find the sleigh? I know. How do they fucking know those carols? Yeah, but they they were saying completely other, completely different lyrics about how they want to chomp. I mean, I actually don't remember, but I'm sure it was. Oh about yeah, how yeah. They there were two chomp. chomps in the mix, but the melody <laughs> was a Christmas carol, and that was that was my sticking point of like, where did they ever hear this before? Chomping through the snow, um, splooging oh, all the okay. way. <laughs> also, okay, as after yeah. as we're on the topic of chomp, I also <laughs> want to bring up that at a lot of the scene changes, instead of just changing from one setting to the other, you'll get this Pac-Man that fills the screen and there's a large like crunch chomp. or chomp sound. And it's very jarring, dude. Like, it happens <laughs> a lot. And it's just like, oh, they're going over to the business. It's like, chomp. And it's like, oh, okay, now we're at another scene. Like, oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> they're just bringing it back. They're just like, you know how this show really doesn't make sense as a show because the entire game is a dot chomping other dots? Um, we're just going to try to make it remind you this is what Pac-Man is all right, about. Right, right. I hope there was, like, a boardroom of, like, a bunch of, like, cartoon executives <laughs> all super high on cocaine being like, you know what this means? 400% more chomp. What if <laughs> before every break or every scene change, we were like, yo, throw a chomp in there. It's got a chomp. I mean, I just kind of want to see a power pellet or, like, a chomp addict. You know, like, someone tweaking or really strung out, like, having a withdrawal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you call it like, uh, you wouldn't call it a chomp out, like a hardcore chomp come down. He over chomps. A chomp draw. Unchompification. I don't know. (laughs) Chompified. (laughs) Chompified. He got two chomps. He got two chomps. He over chomps. He over chomps. He overchomped. There you go. Or underchomped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of these people, a lot of people in this show are underchomping. Or, uh, it's just debatable. I mean, they have to do it constantly, it seems. Like, it's a compulsion to either chomp on power pellets or chomp on ghosts. Or chomp be chomped by ghosts. Right. Um, anyways, there's a lot of, like, it's a chomp back and forth situation here. There's a lot of chomp power <laughs> dynamics going on. Um, and mm-hmm. as Pac-Man's on the search for the toys, again, the, uh, the ghosts are flying through the sky. And they actually find the toys. Uh, they go nuts for all of these really, I would say, subpar you know, children's toys, which again is my uh, reasoning that these are mentally challenged children and the ghosts thereof. Right, because like these toys are so juvenile, but they go ballistic for them. They're like, yay, I love toys. Toys are great. I love toys. They just like prance around throwing toys everywhere. Like again, mentally challenged children. Uh, And then our boy Packy, he uh, finds the ghost. Oh my gosh. funny because you can say it and it's like not racially charged i know but it sounds, it sounds so, so wrong. wrong so wrong anyways um 
Mr. Pac-Man uh, finds the ghost with all the toys, and his dog is actually the one who, like, devises a plan to, like, get the toys back, which, like, the dog is, like, the most competent person in this entire fucking cartoon. And they, like, kind of burrow beneath the snow, steal the sack of toys, but Pac-Man actually fucks up. He, like, misses his mark, and he appears from, you know, the snow depths just to be basically in, present himself in front of all these fucking ghosts. Yeah, who chomp the energy out of him. Actually, yeah, because uh, they, they, they kind of like talk about it for a second and Pac-Man tries to level with them. They're like, oh no, all I want are the toys, which is like, bitch, you ate them like two minutes ago. You can't pull off this like level-headed rational shit. Like, you, 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 you so ate a bitch. Um, and Sue, our girl Sue, comes through with a like, stop wasting time, let's chomp on his bones. And I'm like, Sue, I love your energy. Oh, but you don't understand. All I want are the toys. Ah, uh, ain't that cute? All he wants are the toys. Come on, let's quit wasting time and chomp on his bones. Well, you know what I always say, if you can't feed him. Also, again, aggressive cannibalism. Right, also very, very, very true. Like, she literally says chomp on his bones. Right. Um, at first, I thought he sa- she said chomp on his bone, which I was... Oh, I mean, that's, that's a sexy cannibal, a cannibal vibes. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, in, while the ghosts, upon being chomped on, have to turn into eyeballs and float to the sky, Pac-Man just kind of is slightly weaker. Yeah, he gets like kind of crumpled. Uh, and that's basically it. And I was like, yo, ghost, I thought you were going to chomp on him. I wanted to see some pac flesh. Right, like they do not devour. Yeah, him. there was no chocolate sauce. Nothing even ha- No chocolate sauce. No net. No like jumping on him in a gang bang type scenario. It was just a quick chomp and yeah, it was. It seemed a more like a nibble. And stomp. Yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah. Like, a, like a hot nibble, maybe just on the elbow, and then pass the like you know they got out of there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Pac Man um relies on his dog to basically drag the bag of toys back for him which again like why is pac-man even there like what good does he well, actually so I'll, I'll give credit to the dog because the dog again is the one who actually like rescues the bag of toys brings the pac-man pac-man's struggling in his like defeated weakened state passes out and then the dog helps where i was like yo fucking doggo not only could you bring this back by yourself you're making this bitch do it till he passes out and then you're helping I, I kind of, I love this. I love this. Like, yo, this dog, total bitch. Yeah, um, total bitch. But yeah, so we cut back to the pack house, and there's Mrs. Claus tending to the reindeer. Santa with his charm offensive, spreading Christmas propaganda exactly. by, like, holding a baby, telling about Christmas. Like, really, like, clearly an undercover Christmas operative. I mean, is he undercover? I feel like he's, like, overcover. That's true. But I mean, like, he has more nefarious plans than he lets Very on. true. It's not only about giving children Yeah, gifts. he's indoctrinating them. He's like, oh, I happen to... I found myself in Packland, you heathen swine. And then, you know, <laughs> indoctrinate them with the Christmas yeah, I've, spirit. I've never heard of Packland before. He probably went back and told everyone that he discovered Packland, and he's going to try to, like... Take oh, it he's over gonna harvest something, those pack he's a white man. For sure. for sure. 
um, make some pack slaves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the ghosts are already dead. It's like you can't push them harder. <laughs> um, and that's also what he says. Like, oh, like, you know, time is running out. If I don't leave soon or, like, get back on my way, like, I'm not going to be able to deliver all these presents. Um, meanwhile, Pac-Man is carrying all these toys home, and he again collapses. He's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And Chomp Chomp points out, like, yo, bitch, we are so close to home. We can see your house, so get your shit together. Pac-Man, mm-hmm. Packy, if you will, is renewed <laughs> in strength. And, you know, heads towards his house, only to then fall off a motherfucking cliff. <laughs> and it's like... How did he know it was Yeah, dude, there? like, Pac-Man, one, do you not have death perception? Two, like, you <laughs> live here. Didn't you know there's, like, you know, a cliff, like, like that can look onto your house, dude? <laughs> yeah, um... Again, maybe he's been chomped one too many times, but clearly he his brain is not working right, properly. Right, right. He's cognitively he impaired. He was recently chomped. You're right. Um, so basically, he like falls down the cliff, and then he, they make another comment like, "Oh, like I hope it has chomp warranty," or someone says that, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> They said it as if it was a pun and we should get it, but I'm like, "What?" Yeah, I, I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> um also like one of the other guys says like i guess he never found santa's sack and i was like oh boy something tells me santa's sack is closer <laughs> than you think but also you have to like burrow through many folds of fat oh true it. true true it's like under rolls on rolls but like you know it's worth <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if it's necessarily worth because like i think there's like a roll <laughs> there's a roll to dick size ratio where the like return is like nil so either like Santa's packing twelve <laughs> inches, or he's thinner than he looks. Yeah, I think it's just um, it got reabsorbed into his body, so it might even be hard to like. Find right, it. so it's a functional it vagina. Might even vagina. be more difficult. Yes, exactly. But you have to like push like one side of his belly, and it pops. Oh, out. Oh, okay, that's fun. It's like a. I don't know what kind of toy that is like. Um, <laughs> I definitely don't want the toy, but it sounds like it could be amusing for a moment. Yeah, I mean, I think, okay, you know how they sometimes have those disembodied butts or, like, vaginas, like, torsos with a hole in it so you can sure, fuck sure, it? Sure. Um, what if they had, like, a button that, like, it could turn inside out on command? The what is inside out on command? Can you say that again? Like, you push it. <laughs> like, a Santa Claus dick situation. Like, you press on the belly and the sack descends with a, a rod as well, of course. And so you could either, like, fuck the doll or ride the doll. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's, um, we're going to focus group this one, and we'll see where we end up. Again, deeply disturbing. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, moving on from sacks um, and, like, pushing right, them out right, right, right. the general <laughs> mechanics of sex the general mechanics um basically santa is being such a little bitch so so they make it so pac-man after all of that like after getting chomped after getting his energies zapped after falling off a cliff after pulling himself back up marching to the house delivering santa's fucking presence before midnight which he said was his deadline hours earlier 
Santa's like, oh, it's too late. I've missed Christmas. This is the first Christmas I'll miss in history and starts fucking crying. Yeah, it's uh, it was a weak moment from fucking Santa Claus. Uh, he's really, you know, he's, he's not being a solution-oriented guy over here. He's, re- he's really just, it's, it, it seemed like, I was like, okay, Santa's like, how much do you really care about this? <laughs> right? And he did nothing to make the situation better. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. He relied entirely on the pack people to help him because he's used to being waited upon and served by little right, slaves. Right, right, right. So sub in an elf for the packers, and like, that's what you got. That's what you got. A bunch, a bunch of, slaves. of fucking slaves. Um, but as they're <laughs> discussing the severity of the situation, someone says the words jet propel. And that's what gives Pac-Man like a light bulb moment. And he's like, okay, like I got it. Jet propel, I have an idea. Um, so they all hop into the car. Santa hops into his sleigh and they're driving somewhere. And this is when they come across the ghost crew who, oh to God. quote, are ready to chomp <laughs> the whole neighborhood. Uh, and I was like, whew, okay, they are feeling feisty. The libidos are in motion. But then they also made this sound. They were all like, nom, 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 nom. And it was very scary. Oh, yeah. It was hyper creepy. Every, I mean, again, <laughs> like, I think there's like a weird trifecta of ghost chomp and like, I guess, like bodily noises that can create a very, very uh, troubling atmosphere. Yeah, it was, it was fucking weird, dude. And so Pac-Man again tries to reason with them. They're like, yo... Please don't chomp. It's an emergency mission because we got to get Santa back to his Christmas thing to spread joy through the world. Right, and right, the ghosts right. are basically like, what the fuck is Santa? What is a Christmas? Right, which I kind of love. It was like, yeah, they don't know what the fuck this is. Why do they care? <laughs> and like, they, it seems like their one mission in life is to chomp. So the concept of living for anything else is completely alien to them. Right, and some of the ghosts buy into it eventually, except for, like, one. I think it's, like, Clyde or something, um, because they all start crying at the idea of kids not getting (laughs) toys for Christmas. Because that's, like, Pac-Man's, like, final, like, thesis. He's like, regardless, like, I don't care, like, if you don't care about the brotherly love and the acts of kindness, just think of all the children who won't get toys. And to say, to quote, Think what will happen if you open your mouths and not your hearts. Which I was like, wow, that is gay culture. <laughs> like, that's just like, I, I've been there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> wow. That's, that's profound. Yeah, I mean, Pac-Man said it. I'm just... Uh, I'm just here to explain um, the uh, obviously the relevance of like you know what always be open in your mouth but sometimes you gotta open your heart too exactly <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah they're fucking crying they're super moved and they basically let the crew continue on to the p- power pellet for right. I also do want to say they're basically like, consumerism like... <laughs> was the argument that like kind of won through there they're like oh kids needs toys oh yeah for sure for sure for sure. Yeah, like kids without toys is the worst thing I can possibly conceive of. Toys they didn't earn. Right, exactly. Never, yeah, nevertheless. Um, So, yeah, basically they arrive at the power pellet forest. um, And someone says this line, like, methinks Packy's gone wacky. Dude, I know. I wrote that down too. It's the fucking neighbor. 
And it was like one of those, like, okay, again? I might as well face it. I've missed my first Christmas. Oh, don't give up yet, Santa. Here's the answer to your problem. Power pellets? Methinks Patty's gone wacky. A tour the power pellets for. <laughs> they weren't trying to be super problematic, but it really was. And it's probably even better for it. I know. Um... And this was on prime yeah, time, yeah, so exactly. imagine all the people who saw this. Uh, yeah, a little Pakistani uh, girl being like, what? Paki's gone wacky? <laughs> Fortunately, probably people saw two minutes of the show. They were like, yeah, nope. Yeah, exactly. Not you know, I for think I'm me. Okay. That was three too many chumps <laughs> for my night. Um, and basically their plan is to feed the reindeers a bunch of power pellets. Um, and they've Jet off into the sky. And some question. All right. So the power pellets, are they bath salts because they give you cannibalistic tendencies? <laughs> or are they like meth and or so speed because they give a bitch like, you know, high octane energy? Well, doesn't PCP also make you very strong? Oh, like, I don't know if it necessarily makes you strong, but it makes you like not able to realize elements of pain kind of thing or pain tied to physical exertion. True. Well, yeah, so it would make sense if they were, like, shoveling PC, PCP into their their mouths to, like, A, forget the fact that they fell out of the sky and broke every bone in right, their body, right. and two, to, like, go super fast, and three, to, like, chomp on people, because it makes you super hungry. There you go. Okay, perfect. PCP, that's what Santa dosed his uh, reindeers with. Uh, which, like, Rudolph gets mad high because you can see his motherfucking nose <laughs> is, like, glowing, like, off the fucking rails. Yeah, man. I wonder if they, like, chomped on birds or something. Like, maybe they flew to children's homes and then, like, ate the yeah, children. Yeah, 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 yeah. At least one child got his hand chomped off by a carnivorous reindeer <laughs> this night in 1982. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like much to their joy upon returning home, the pack family realizes that they have a Christmas tree with a bunch of presents and basically presents for everyone, including the ghosts, um, who want to, you know, chomp yeah, them. Yeah. They're ready to chomp some bitches, but then they see that the gifts are there too. And they receive the gifts. And I actually kind of love this line because I think Blinky is the ghost that says, I don't know what to say. And fucking that bitch of a baby comes through with, how about thank you? And I was like, whoa, sassy ass child. No one asked you, but thank you for that. Um, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. Um, but also not, it was actually oh, terrible. Oh, it was terrible, terrible. I mean, the, the episode ends <laughs> with Merry Christmas to all and to all a good chomp. <laughs> Which is really just the icing on the chomp-tastic cake. Just put the word chomp in any sentence, and it's a hilarious Yeah, dude, you point. got a noun? Sub it with a chomp. You got an adjective? You got a verb? Chomp it. Chomp it. I'm chomping <laughs> at the bit for the fucking chomps. Oh, God. I'm gonna chomp and stomp. Oh, yeah. Gonna, gonna chomp that ass chomp up. Chomp and romp. <laughs> if any, again, if anyone... I'm gonna chomp yeah, on your dick. if anyone said anything like that to me, I'd be like, oh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> I must leave immediately. I'm literally afraid you're going to eat my butthole. <laughs> or your cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either one. Ew. Okay, how would you eat, like, <laughs> how would you actually eat a butthole? I think it would be like a because... straight chomp. Like, and then there'd just be like a, <laughs> like, you know, that, like a, a mouth size hunk missing that would have like the teeth marks through it, like cartoon style. 
but okay, my question is, and perhaps this is more of a philo- philosophical question if you really think about it, how do you chomp a hole? Oh. Because is a hole really a thing or is it just a space between yeah, other things? Yeah, an absence things? of things. Um, well, <laughs> I guess, I mean, if the space and or hole can be <laughs> fully consumed by a mouth, which is the chomping apparatus, <laughs> it can be chomped. Okay. But if the hole is bigger than the mouth, then how are you going to chomp that? You can't chomp yeah, part you, of the you, hole. I, I think, like, if, if the butthole were, like, again, inside out, then you could chomp it. <laughs> Which is horrifying. Terrifying. Uh, I also like how you said, again, <laughs> if it's inside out, like, when did we get there? <laughs> well, the whole, like, Santa Claus sack conundrum. Oh, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. Um, um, okay, okay, okay. That matter that right. we discussed right, of earlier. Right, of course, of course, of course. Um, but who's to say? Um, can a hole be chomped or can it chomp you? I think that's where we'll, uh, we'll end this episode, that philosophical question to ponder because uh, it's one for the ages. For sure. And before we end, though, we do have to designate our titles. Oh, of course, of course. Of Baddest Bitch and um, Weakest. Weakest Bitch. <sighs> I kind of hated everyone except Oh, for yeah, my Sue. girl B. Arthur, Avi, Baddest Bitch of the episode. She was a ghost with eyelashes and amazing eyebrows and a whole lot exactly. of sass. Sass on sass on sass. She didn't get a lot of chomps in, but we it was an over-chomped episode. <laughs> so I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. You can ch- keep your chomp <laughs> Ooh, good one. Yeah, it was almost yeah, too good, Yeah, it was too good right? for this episode, 100%. <laughs> um. And the weakest bitch, honestly, I'm going to say oh, Santa. 100% Santa. Bitch was literally on a fucking chair the entire time, getting his feet massaged by Pepper, the fake Mrs. Pac-Man. Yeah, the fake Mrs. Pac-Man, like, who honestly should be a runner-up oh, dude, for yeah, weakest yeah, bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, she, like, I almost want to give it to her, but she was so inconsequential that like, I don't even think it, it justifies. It's just such a problematic and outdated gender gender role. You know what I mean? Like, she's a Judy Jetson of Pac-Land, which I guess makes sense because it's a Hanna-Barbera Yeah, but she's even, show. like, wor- like at least Judy Jetson, you know, had some, like, some flair to her and always looked good. Fucking Pepper's a mess. Yeah, Pepper looks like a, a marm, like an old, dowdy woman who's too busy taking care of other people and forgets about yeah, herself. I really hope there's an episode in the Pac-Man cartoon where the real Mrs. Pac-Man comes to town and all of, like the men are fawning after her, but she don't give a shit. And she really wants to get with Pepper. She's like, yo, Pepper, like one, I'm bisexual and I'll chomp Whoa. on whatever. And two, you have not realized <laughs> like your full womanhood. Um, and then there's like a moment where Pepper can join Mrs. Pac-Man out in the like, you know, out in the realm of independent womanhood, but she's too weak for it and reverts back to her, um, you know, peppery status quo. Yeah. Basically, like, Pac-Man doesn't chomp her where it counts. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, like, missing um, the mark entirely. He never chomped a yeah, bitch yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's always the chomper, never the chompy. Um, and, yeah, Mrs. Pac-Man gives her a good oh, chomp Oh, yeah, out. that bitch can chomp. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Beautiful. Um, that would be a way better timeline. I'm sure that did not happen in the show. Zero percent happened. We should write the Pac-Man cartoon show, dude. What are we doing? (laughs) The show should have never been made. I'm sorry. Like, watching it was a a waste of time. Oh, dude, 100%. 100%. Much like this episode. (laughs) Sorry, listener. Uh, Really took an hour of your life out of here. Um, But, yeah, if you enjoyed listening to us um be sure to check us out on social media we are of course on twitter and on instagram with our handles being gem girls podcast so please and while you're doing that and uh if you're willing and able and of a right mind and i say of a right mind because like you can only someone in their right mind would give us a rave review and a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, So hopefully you are in your right mind and you will do that for us uh, because, you know, we love validation. And tis the season. Tis the season. Yeah, we live for it. We live and breathe it. But with all of that said and done, I am Orifice Jones. And I'm Hakuna Matitis. And until next time, stay outrageous. Stay outrageous.